are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. God Identity Podcast. We are a faith-based platform where we influence creatives to live authentically in pursuit of their purpose. So if you're passionate about impacting lives, monetizing your gifts and talents, and you desire to grow a relationship with God, then tune in to our podcast. We are so glad to have you a part of our community. Welcome back to the God Identity Podcast. I'm your host, Arnesia, and today's episode is all about rediscovering your identity after childhood loss and growing up without a mother. I have my special guest, my sister here, Ashley Mickens. Say hi, Ashley. Hey, hey. Hey. I'm so glad to have you with me on this episode. This is an episode that's really special to my heart. I'm just glad to have my sister here with me. And we're going to talk a little bit about just rediscovering our identity. What was it like to grow up without a mother? And just to give a little bit of a a background story, um, we lost our mom at a young age. Like Ashley was 18 and I was... I was 17. Oh, 17. I was 17 going on 18. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Ashley was 17 going on 18, and I was 11 going on 12. So pretty much that's still, I would say it's a little bit, um, it will be challenging for anybody, anybody at any age to lose your mom. And even so, I know a lot of people have lost loved ones over the past year, unfortunately. It could be due to COVID or just even a random death in the family. Um, you know, things happen, but we are seeing it a little bit more severe, I would say. But um, we wanted to give a word of encouragement that helps you get through that process, rediscovering your identity after childhood loss. So um, one of the things, what one of the things I wanted to cover is like, you were 17, but you're uh-huh. in a different place now. How would you uh-huh. say you have recovered over the years? I know that sounds a little bit broad, but like, how would you say you've recovered as a woman that you are today, because you have, you know, you have two kids, how would you say you're coping with things today? Well, um, now that I have kids, uh, I can definitely say it is harder, honestly, uh, not having a mom. And I have two daughters. And so our mom had two daughters. And so like, you know, it's very similar, like, you know, I'm raising these two girls. Um, of course, I have my husband here and I have, you know, a host of family members uh, for support. But it's nothing like having your own mother be here for you, you know, in the in the hospital room with you while you're delivering, when you're bringing that new baby home, um, your mom to actually be there with you, stay over, um, you know, take care of you, show you things on, you know, how to take care of your baby and everything like that. Um, I am thankful <clears throat> for 
um, you know, like my in-laws and like um, my family that has been here thus far. But just like I said earlier, it's nothing like having your own mom. So now that I have kids, it's definitely harder opposed to, um, it's definitely difficult now opposed to when I was single and had no kids and had no family. Right, right. And that's understandable for others out there who have lost their mom. And even when you just said being single, like that's different. It's a whole different world, isn't it? It's a different yeah. world. Um, because yeah. I, yep, I'm still, I'm still single. So it's like coping with mom without being married, like not being married yet versus being married. So mm-hmm. like we're giving two different perspectives. Like mm-hmm. I would, you to kind of touched out a little bit more on that because it's like you know you want the best for your kids so for someone out there who's like um how do I get through that process when it comes to like thank god you have a husband right yeah um because that kind of gives you more of that emotional support you know yeah definitely right do you ever have moments where you feel as though um you know, you feel as though you wish that you could connect a little bit more, like maybe like, maybe there's a moment where you're like, you know, babe, you're awesome. You're here, but I, I want, I need my mom. Yeah. I've had days um, like that where it's just like, because um, I had C-sections with my two kids and I mean, you were here and you saw <laughs> what I went through and having, having, you know, my husband here to help and support me, he's not a female. So it's like, um, as far as like emotional support and things like that, it's different for him to try to understand because he's never been through childbirth. Of course, he's a male. So he doesn't know, you know, the things that I'm experiencing. He doesn't know, um, you know, how it feels. And so, you know, he did, he definitely did, I think, a good job for, you know, from his standpoint of being a dad, being a husband, taking care of me the best that he can, being a listening ear uh, for me whenever I needed to talk, uh, whenever I needed to vent. Uh, He's definitely helped me bounce back full circle when it came to Uh, my emotional, mental health, um, because, you know, having a child, uh, you go through a lot of different stages and some of that being postpartum depression and things like that. So he definitely helped the best that he could. um, And I definitely give kudos to him. But I could just only imagine like having my mom, I think, um, would definitely have been a huge help because she's been through what, you know, at that time I was currently going through. She's been through childbirth twice. Um, She know um, the challenges uh, of being a new mother and um, how you want to make sure you're doing everything that you can for your brand new baby. Um, you know, the challenges that we go through with, you know, wondering, you know, am I doing a good job and things like that. So she's been through all of that. So she, you know, having her here could have been, you know, even more 
outstanding as far as like just being the being here standpoint and helping me navigate um and I think recover um you know quicker um when it comes to mentally um because I did struggle a lot when it came to that postpartum depression um that's something that lingered around for a while, a good bit. Um, but I think having her here would have definitely been beneficial um, in those areas. Mm, that's good. That's good. And is there someone that you have today that you can go to that's like a mother figure in your life? Of course. So I have my Aunt Brenda. I have my mother-in-law. I have my godmother. I have like these this host of women um, that's in my life. I have um, my first lady from church. I have, um, you know, Miss Kim. I call her my mama girl. Um, have her. So I definitely have um, women in my life that I am so thankful for them um, because they do provide me with wisdom, direction, <laughs> knowledge. Um, and they all lead me back to God and I'm so thankful for them. That's so good. Yeah. And I'm thinking of like, you know, if there's anyone out there that maybe you don't have someone who you can lean on, like a mother figure, um, I'm going to touch down in that area too, because, you know, for me, I have women in my life, but I also know what it's like to not want to reach out because, Mm -hmm. um, for some time, just like, you know, for me, it's like, I'm like, I want my mom. Like, you can't be what she Oh, can. yeah. And Definitely. So <laughs> it kind of feels sometimes like some things I have to suppress or certain emotions, I feel as though I have to suppress because I'm like, well, my mom's not around anyway, so I can only like mm-hmm. do myself. And mm-hmm. one out there who is like, maybe you're having trust issues with women or- mm-hmm are having a hard time finding someone who's like a mother figure in your life. Um, One of the things that I'm learning to do is practice more self-love because there may not be a woman around that I can go to or that I feel led to talk to about my problems. And Mm -hmm. what I'm implementing now and I'm finding very beneficial is practicing self-love, like talking to myself, like I'm a child, like putting myself somehow, some way I just, tend to do this in the mornings. I journal whatever I feel like God is telling me to do, mm-hmm. um, telling me to like, like encouraging me to do or encouraging me to speak over myself. And it will be in a loving way because guess what? I noticed one thing about us women, especially black women, we have a the, a demeanor that's like so strong and go getter. And we can be sometimes beating ourselves up with the words that we say and we don't know it because that's part of how we were raised. So right. for, for some of us, you know, we were raised getting butt whoopings and getting cussed out. And, you know, we went through the whole shebang of things, but um, we have to re- reprogram our mindset to speak to ourselves in a loving way, like gently, because we need that motherly love, that motherly voice. And so um, what I do is I search, I, I search gently for, a loving word to speak over myself when there's nobody else around. I get to a quiet place. I breathe a little bit and I just start to speak to myself as if mommy was speaking to me. Like I would kind of picture her in my mind and then speak to myself in a way that she's speaking to me versus me just, 
you know, relenting in stress and worry and, and, you know, crying and there's no solution. So, Uh um, I, I, you know, talk gently and loving. So for anyone out there that may even just, you know, maybe you're like, well, I don't have anyone to go to try implementing more self-love and speaking those kind words over yourself. Um, so I've heard you say a little bit about like, um, you know, with touching down on marriage and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as like, if you can go back a little bit to college or maybe just like in your early twenties, um, right after she passed away, how were you able to cope with the loss? What were some things that maybe you didn't do that you wish you would have done? What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Um, I would definitely say go to therapy um, and really, you know, get help uh, in that area because honestly, at that time, I was really kind of like, I felt like, well, first and foremost, she passed away a couple months later. I graduated from high school and I went to college. So I didn't have time to process what actually went on. In my head, it was like, okay, yeah, my mom passed away. I'm glad that I don't have to watch her suffer anymore because, you know, we would see her. She passed away with uh, cancer, breast cancer. So we would see her in pain. And um, I'm like, in my head, it was more of, okay, she's not in pain anymore. She can, um, you know, rest peacefully, things like that. And it was like, okay, now I'm going off to college and like, this is totally different from high school. And it was a lot to process because it's like, okay, you got friends now and um, you don't have, I didn't have any, um, you know, anybody really watching over me because I went up to Tallahassee. So I didn't have family up there. It was just me and my friends. And, you know, we were just doing whatever we wanted to do. You know, 18, you free, you're on your own. So it was just like, I didn't even have time to really sit back and grieve. Um, I didn't have time to sit back and process, really talk out all of the emotions that I felt. And um, it wasn't until back in, I want to say 2013, that's when I went to counseling and um, I would talk to my counselor, my therapist about, um, you know, how it would feel, how I felt and things of that nature. Um, But even to this day, honestly, I really, I really don't feel like I really, you know, grieve fully even to this day. And it's been how many years? I think it's been, uh, what, 16 years? Mm-hmm. It's been 16 years. And even to this day, I really don't feel like I have fully gone through all of my emotions. I feel like now it's just kind of like, okay, that's what happened. That was many years ago. And, you know, we just kind of move forward. And I don't think either one of us... um really tapped into 
okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's really, because I, I feel like it had a lot to do with how we grew up from that point how we looked at relationships with other people. I know for me, after that, I went off to college. I learned a lot about um, trust and how you can't trust everybody. And I just kind of went off my own thoughts. And I really, when I looked at people, I didn't really trust them uh, with my feelings, with um, you know, talking to them, found out, you know, who you could talk to and who you couldn't talk to, things like that. So, um, like, I don't go to her grave at all. I don't talk about it with my husband. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something that, you know, I just freely talk about. And I don't, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. What about you? That's so good to even mention because um, where I am, I've learned that I haven't fully grieved. And I've, and this is the thing, mm-hmm. why I went to write Euphoria, because I would have triggers where people would remind me of things of my past as a child. And then also not just with mm-hmm just in general. And then, so once I recognize those triggers, I'm like, this is not healthy. Let me see what's really going on. That's when I got into a place of healing, accepting that journey of healing. And one of the methods that I've gone through is first off, writing about my childhood, going back to that place, having to revisit. Because even though I was young, I still remember so much from being a child. Like those thoughts, Mm. in me. And so I've had to write about it. I had to write about the times where um, me and mommy would get in arguments and I would have issues at at school. I had to write about experiencing helping her with while she was battling breast cancer. Um, And Mm -hmm. one of my remedies was literally, of course, praying about it, but also playing guitar and, and, and allowing my emotions to run wild and recording that and then turning it into a book and then encouraging myself through the process. And it's still, those, those layers of healing are still happening today because now mm-hmm. revisited the house, like gone to the house a few times. I've gone on Zillow and looked inside the house and grieved there, you know, looking at those pictures brought back memories. And it's so weird because it's like, we don't want to touch on those parts. We don't want to um, go back to what it was like. It's so, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. It feels freeing once you do it. And that's what I've learned. And even today, there's still some things that I still think about. And I've had to, like I said before, go back and and envision her speaking to me like a child gently, because there are parts that I didn't get that I've wanted, or maybe I haven't, I don't remember experiencing it that I now want right now. Like when I, like I wanted her to be around and hold me and have that affection, but I didn't, I don't, I don't remember having affectionate moments with her as a child, but now that I understand what affection yeah. is, yeah, now that I know what affection is, I'm now giving myself a hug, envisioning her giving me a hug and talking to right. me, you know, because I feel as though I wanted that. 
And who's to say that you can't get that now? And I'm like, God, guide me through this process to healing, you know, and it's so important to have a relationship with God because it's like, he will show you areas of your heart that you need to be able to get, you know, reform and reshape and, 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 you know, because there's a thing, here's the thing. When we lose something, we know what it's like to have it. And so later on down the road, our body's going to want to get that again. And we just are going to crave even more of it. And if that's, you've lost a mom, you're going to want that motherly love. And so then you're going to think about, man, I can't get it because she's not around, but somehow, some way, when you apply this, this, this supernatural love, somehow, some way, it's like you get it back again. Mm-hmm. It's time to revisit those old wounds, even if it feels weird. It's almost like, it's like coming to accept that this is what it is. And even though right. I want to revisit, I know that I have to accept. And acceptance is an emotion. That emotion is what's going to free you from, okay, here it is. All right, I'm, I, I, she's gone. I can cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to weep. You know, sitting in that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sitting in that place where you are giving yourself a hug. It's just you and God. And you're like, yes, she's, she's gone, but she is still with me. And then one of the things um, one of my friends recommended me to do was um, to speak life over myself in a sense where um, I held my stomach, like as if I was in my mom in mommy's womb, because here's another thing too. While we were in our mother's womb, we were attached to her. We were attached to her. So whatever she was feeling in that moment, she was, we were also feeling it. And a lot of the times for someone who has faced trauma in their life and they're facing it now and they're wondering, well, why do I feel rejected? Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel this way? It's, sometimes it's because of what you were feeling as a child when you were in your mother's womb. That's why it's important to protect your baby when they're born and when they're, when they're not born, because those emotions are attached to the mother. And one of the practices I've practiced is putting my hand over my stomach and allowing myself to grieve because I, sometimes my mind will go back to what it was like as a child, wishing mm. she but putting myself in a position where allowing myself to grieve, but also speaking life saying, Arnesia, I love you. Arnesia, I forgive you. Arnesia, I love you. Arnesia, I thank you. Going into that place and speaking that over myself has freed me. And I feel a lift now. It's reminding myself that she is still with you, but also knowing that it's okay to grieve because I don't know, it's something about our mindsets where we don't want to grieve, but we have to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think over the years, um, just like I stated earlier, it's been 16 years. And I think over that time, it's just kind of like you suppress um everything right and you just like keep it all inside and you just learn how to just move on uh day by day but I think it is good to uh revisit um 
you know, those feelings and just be honest with yourself and be real with yourself most of all. And, you know, talk to yourself like, okay, this is what happened and do whatever you think is necessary to help you heal. Um, you know, going to therapy, uh, finding groups, maybe there are groups uh, in the area uh, for, you know, people that have lost a loved one or a parent um, at a young age and really find out how to cope and get through and navigate life, uh, navigate through life um, as you get older. Mm-hmm. That's good recommendations. I would say definitely being surrounded around like-minded people who can bring you up. I, right. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yes. This is so good. I'm glad we were able to touch down on a few things. I wanted to have like a memorable moment where you can actually give advice or encouragement to the woman who has children, who's a mother now, and um, whether she's single or married, what is some advice that you can give? Um, stay strong. Um, know that you have a responsibility now of, um, you know, taking care of your kids um, and being that mom to them. Remember that the kid, your child, needs a happy mother. Um, And know that your child is not looking at you saying like, oh, you're a bad mom or, oh, you didn't do this right. Oh, you didn't do that right. Because I think a lot of times we um, criticize ourselves heavily and um, it plays on your on your mental um it plays on you mentally so I think you know being a mom that is in a healthy state mental wise as well as physically um because that will uh, boost your self-confidence um and being there for your children uh looking out for them knowing in the back of your mind you want the best for them and doing what you think you need to do to make that happen. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, And just to piggyback off of what you said, when you said like we can criticize ourselves, I would say the same thing for the one that's single and you know, you've lost your mom or even just a loved one, um, others around you, you know, you don't have a kid, but you are single and you may feel as though others around you are criticizing you, right? It's so strange. It sounds like it's like a mental game. Um, Others around you love you unconditionally. And there are parts inside of your life where, yes, you may meet people who may not be, have your best interest. However, there are people that God wants you to meet that are going to help build great things for your life. You know, for the one who has had trouble issues or issues with your mom, building a relationship with your mother, um, God is placing good people in your life. 
And I definitely recommend you to go to therapy, practice self-love more often, speaking life over yourself more often, because you may be just traumatized. If you are going around thinking everyone's against you, it's hard to make relationships, uh, it's hard for you to connect with other women, I want you to know people are out for you. They want the best for you. Mm -hmm. But when you hang in your mind that this negative thought, you got to do a deeper search within. Is it really them or is it me and my thoughts? Because one thing Mm -hmm. that he wants us to do is to stay confound into our own shell and never come out because we have a hard time trusting people. And even if your mother passed away or maybe you haven't seen her around, whatever that loss is, but you guys haven't settled. One of the things I've realized as well today is that I felt like I did not, we never settled those issues. And it's so crazy because today I had, not today, but um, a few days ago, I realized it hit me. I was like, I never settled the issues with my mom. It's like, it was just left at the grave. Mm. And that can be very tough because now you having these questions in your mind, like, it's like, I want to give a good analogy. It's like being in a house full of trash that never went out when the dumpster came. The, 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 uh, the trash guy, the, truck, the dumpster truck, still coming by, picking up the trash, but you holding on to trash in the house. It's like holding on to old baggage because you mm-hmm. let go of it at the grave because you never had a chance to talk to her about the issues that you guys had. Or maybe it was a disagreement or maybe there was something that you wanted that she wasn't able to give because maybe mm-hmm. she's dealing with her own motherless wounds. You know, it's generational. And one of the things that we have to realize is that we got to break those generational curses and it starts with us. We got to be the one that says, you know what? I'm breaking this generational curse. You know what? I'm going to do the best I can to love me so that I can love other women. God wants to bless you with incredible, amazing women. And when you recover, as you recover from this loss, you'll begin to see more and more of that God's promises and plans come into your life. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. That's good. That's good. I thank you so, so much for joining me today. And if you guys want to follow Ashley on Instagram, she's on Instagram under Ash Mickens. That's eight. I was about to look. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what my Instagram name is. <laughs> she's under Ash Mickens. That's A-S-H-M-I-C-K-E-N-S. Thank you, Arnisha, for having me. Forgive me if I sounded a little, um, I don't know. I just got off work, so I'm real tired. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you've gained anything from our podcast, please leave us a review, letting us know your thoughts. And don't forget to subscribe to Up To Me Radio on your favorite podcast platform and follow at I am Arnisha. That's at I A M. A-R-N-E-S-J-A-H on social media to hear more from the God Identity Podcast. I'll catch you later.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.